Well, church, let's get into it. 29 years of ministry, 29 years that NDCC Pensacola has been in existence. And I just want to start and level set this because I recognize that it's not going to be a preach sermon in the stereotypical way that we see it, but that's okay. Number one, you need to hear different styles and different voices. So you don't just need to hear my voice preaching and yelling at the camera. Uh, you also need to hear a reflection. And sometimes I think we, we believe that revelation can only come through through shouting. Yes. Sometimes it comes through reflection. That's sometimes right. it comes through that still small That's voice right. that God gives mm -hmm. and that we see in scripture. So yes. I just want to establish that as we have this conversation that revelation will flow throughout this. But I also want to just say, we could not have this celebration of this church and this ministry without acknowledging the founders of this church, uh, Pastor Greg and Pastor Diane Burns, who could not be here today for this recording. But y'all laid this foundation. And I really want to talk about that moment when God led you to say, now is the time. What did that feel like? And what did you desire in that moment? Well. I, I, there are two words, fear and trembling. Hmm. And um, I, I definitely didn't have a lot of confidence in myself to do it and um, suppressed it for quite a while. Um, but uh, it, it was like fire shut up in my bones and it began to grow and grow like that burning bush. This, it, yeah. it, it was common in the wilderness for uh, bushes to catch fire. But what was supernaturally uncommon is for a bush to catch fire and not be consumed. Hmm. And that on. fire on the inside of me that uh, was ignited by God uh, was a fire that uh, I tried to ignore, but it, it was never consumed. It, wow. it, it grew and it got my attention. And out of just as God spoke out of that burning bush experience and Moses heard the voice of the Lord, out of that fire on the inside, uh, the voice of the Lord became clearer and clearer that I was to start New Dimensions Christian Center on April 19th, 1992. And wow. here we are 29 years later. That is a significant decision. And I think it's, it's when you say fear and trembling, I don't think people really understand now this idea of pastoral ministry and being a preacher is trendy because it's easy to have access to faces and eyes and views. But at the base level, this is a fear and trembling call. Yes. And I think it is good for people to hear that you are afraid when you started because it's a good impetus and reminder that if God called you to do something and you're afraid, do it scared. Yeah. <laughs> do it afraid. Yeah. Do it scared. You know, whatever you're waiting on, go ahead and do it. Because now as we see it, 29 years later, many of us came to faith under your teaching. Many of us grew under the fact that y'all loved us so well and y'all discipled us. And what did you expect New Dimensions to be? And first of all, how did where did you get this name? New Dimensions Christian Center. It 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 came from the realization that church as usual would not be enough to reach the harvest that God has mm. called us to reach. Man. And the base verse for that is uh, Isaiah 43 and verse 19, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 18 and 19, where the scripture says, remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old, for behold, I do a new thing, saith yeah. the Lord. Yeah. 
and uh, I actually didn't know how new it was, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. but um, as I got into it and others, you know, were drawn to our ministry, uh, they made me aware of, of the newness of what we were doing because it was a non-denominational ministry. Uh, so it didn't fit the mold of what church was uh, uh, normally like. And hard name new dimensions has with it uh, the concept that um, we should always be experiencing new dimensions yeah. in God yeah you can't walk with God and stay on the same level come on come um, on if you're walking with come God uh, intrinsic in the term walk is movement Oof. and one of the things that we must understand is that God is always moving yes and yes. if you're going to walk with God for the children of Israel they told them to follow the cloud yes. and and so when the cloud stopped they stopped when the cloud moved, they moved. And here's the, uh, the, the tendency of, of Christians. You're on one end of the spectrum. If, if God moves, you stay where you are. Uh, and so you don't follow the cloud. And then there's some that will move when God, the cloud is still Oof. and you get ahead of God. So you're either behind God or ahead of God. And so uh, if wow. you're walking with God, there's one thing you will always experience is, is a new dimension of your relationship with him. That's why the scripture says in John 1 16, uh, that we go from grace to grace. Yes. Uh, that's why the scripture says in Romans 1 17 that we go from faith to faith. Yes, and yes. that's why the scripture says in uh, Psalm 86 that we go from strength to strength. Yeah. And uh, 2 Corinthians 3 18 says we go from glory, glory to, to glory. glory. Yeah. And yeah. so what, 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 what the scripture is teaching us in all of those passages is that you're not to stay on the same level of grace. You're not to stay on the same level Come of faith. On. You're Come not on. to stay on the same level of strength. Uh, you're not to stay on the same level of glory. If you walk with God, have a genuine walk with God, uh, you will go uh, from one level of grace and one level of faith and one level of strength and one level of glory to the next, which uh, uh, intrinsic in that act uh, is uh, a new dimensions in God. And the temptation would be to always look at, look back at uh, what God did in the past. Now we need to commemorate that, yeah, yeah. but we don't need to stay stuck in that yeah. and put God in a box and say, just because you did it this way in the past, you gotta do it this way uh, in the present or the future. No, God is not bound to our boxes. Come on, come uh, on. God is a God who is bigger than our boxes, yeah. bigger than our mindsets. And if we just stay in a religious mode of what God has always done in the past, we're going to miss what he's doing in the present and we're going to miss what he intends to do in the future. Remember wow. not the former things, not in the sense of not being grateful, but in the sense of not being stuck. Is that not why Paul said in Philippians 3, uh, 14 and 15 uh, that I'm, I haven't arrived yet, yes. uh, not that I've attained, mm -hmm. but he said, uh, uh, but forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forth reaching. into those things that are be mm -hmm. before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. I'm grateful for what the Lord has wow. done. But man, I am so much more excited about what God is getting wow. ready to do because he's taking us into a new dimension in him. Wow. Now that's a whole sermon in and of it. That's powerful. And I think that's something we always forget is we, we get stuck and comfortable in spaces. 
And I think at the time when you founded the church, I think it's easy to see the fact that there was a overarching view in the body of Christ of stagnation. Yes. And you brought something even to the city that was completely unconventional. People had not seen it. And I want to talk about that in a second. But first, y'all know it's a commemoration. So we got to see some pictures. Now, hold on. Now, let's talk about this here. Wow. Now, what is it like? You look, look, man, you look like me. <laughs> you look like me, man. Like, what is with that? Wow, man. <laughs> I should say, I, I look like you. Yeah, no, you uh, you surprised me with this picture here, and I, I, I didn't realize you were going to show it, but uh, yes, that's my Butterfinger right there. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, we, we were married um, on uh, June 5th of 1982, and that's the wedding that you see taking place right there. Wow. And uh, and real grateful for her because she was, she's been a part of this whole journey yes, and yes. process and still a part of it behind the scenes, yeah, just as like I am most of the time yeah. and you pulled me out from behind the curtains <laughs> and uh, uh, put me in front of the camera <laughs> right. but so that's, uh, that's 39 years this year right uh, this year on June 5th will be 39 years that we've been married and I'm so grateful I, I, I couldn't do what I've done and couldn't be what I am uh, without my helpmate yeah that's another one our very first date right here that's our very first date. Oh, you're kidding me I did not know this this is our very first what? date I was a student at Liberty Bible College, and uh, she was a student at UWF. And uh, when we had a, a banquet at Liberty, uh, she was my date. And this was our wow. very first date. Wow. That is amazing. I did not know that. Yeah. So this is real history. Yes, yeah, it's real is history. real history. Real history. <laughs> I see you got the hand on the elbow, man. So that was, you just had to establish contact. That was what it is. Hey, I was, I was, <laughs> I was letting everybody know this is mine. I, I was, uh, that was my territory claiming moment right there. I love it. I love it. And you know, one of the things that I love about y'all is you really had this sense. I grew up in a house that yes, we had a lot of church involvement and ministry involvement and that was very difficult at times and there were parts of it that I didn't always enjoy but one thing that I saw abiding above all else is y'all have a love for people and it's one of the staples of New Dimensions we used to always say you know feel the love you come to New Dimensions you feel the love right mm -hmm. where did that come from that that love for people and really that love for the calling that God had given to you. Well, the Bible says that God is love, 1 John chapter yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. And um, just as you can't walk with God without moving with God, you can't walk with God without loving like God. Mm. Uh, because God Ooh, is that's love. Cool. Hold on, hold on. So you, just because you can't walk with God without, wait, say, say that moving again? With God. Moving with God. You also can't walk with God without loving like God. Um, if, if you're in relationship with God, his love is contagious. Yeah. Number one, you'll get overwhelmed with how much he loves you. But then number two, you'll re reciprocate, you'll respond to his love because the Bible also says in 1 John 4 that we love him because he first loved us. Yeah. And so one of the things that I've um, uh, gotten caught up with over the years and um, 
processing as a as a mindset of priority and becoming preoccupied with is that man not not so much how much I love God yes. but how much God loves me huh. and uh, if you study the disciples uh, Peter denied him but John went with him all the way and if you study the Gospel of John John writes about himself these Ooh. words the disciple that Jesus, Jesus loved. loved. You see what I'm saying? He, yeah. he was, Peter was caught up with how much he loved Jesus. John was caught up with how much Jesus loved him. You know, it's so interesting you mentioned that. That is powerful because um, I remember I was in the room with um, one of my friends and he said this. He said, at a time when I was following and serving God, I was devoted to my devotion to God, not God's devotion. For wow. Me. Wow. So, what a statement. So so the, the, the key to loving well, the key to being at peace, the key to exhibiting the attributes and the fruit of the spirit is not getting caught up in what we do for God yes. and our capability, but in what God has done for us yes. and God's supernatural capability outside yes. of our human boundaries and, yes. and, and you know, incapacities and, and the fact that we're finite. And focusing on that expands what we have on the inside of us. Yes. And that principle, I think, is an undersold principle in the kingdom of God, that what produces love for others is a never-ending fascination and obsession with the fact that God loves us. Absolutely. That is powerful. Man, so that's where it comes from. And when you started the church, though, you had these value statements and these things that you wanted new dimensions to be. New Dimensions is, you know, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Let's talk about some of those statements, because I think sometimes people miss really the bedrock and the foundation of our church. Yes. And you'll see it in everything in some capacity. So number one, we are, we always say New Dimensions is Bible based. Yes. Right. Talk about where that came from and why that was so important for you. I, there was a, a deacon of a prominent church. He's the chairman of a deacon board of a prominent church here in town. And uh, as he frequently does, he will um, call me and, and uh, say, Reb, I want to, uh, uh, you, you come in on this particular uh, statement here, you know. And yeah. so he recently, last week, you know, asked me about a particular subject. And as I got into it with him, I said, listen, um, the thing about me, studying the Bible is not something I do uh, to teach or preach yeah, to others. Yeah. I said, studying the Bible for me is my life. Hmm. Because Jesus said in uh, Matthew 4, 4, that man should not live by bread alone, yeah. but by every word that proceeds Seeds from the mouth, the mouth of God. Yep. And so it, it's a personal thing with me. But um, also beyond that, Jesus said, the storms are going to come and the winds are going to blow and the floods are going to rise. But the house that is founded and grounded and predicated upon uh, the word of God, yeah. he said, that's the house that'll stand. And so uh, I understand that the priority of uh, our our lives, it begins with the Bible. Uh, it, it, that's why it's one of the core, it's the first core value of our yeah, ministry. Uh, it's, it's a Bible based ministry because I don't care how, and I, I used to teach pastors this, that revelation plus relevance equals revolution. Yeah, yeah. So the tendency of a ministry is to be uh, either high on revelation and low uh, on relevance or high on relevance and low on rele revelation. And, and the, 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 the goal should be 
a balance between revelation and relevance, but the foundation is revelation. I don't care how relevant you are culturally or socially, um, if, if, if the foundation of that is not the revelation of scriptures, then it won't last. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. Yeah, so we want to make sure that our uh, all that we do is scripturally based, and yeah. that's what we mean by Bible-based ministry. Yeah, I always talk about this 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 duality of being timeless and timely. Wow. Right. Yes. So we're timeless in the truth, but we're timely in the in the delivery. Wonderful. And so, you do that so well. Well, but I mean, I, I think it's something that is a staple of our church, and I hope people understand this. Like we take the Bible very seriously, but very rarely I won't go exegetically through a passage. Oh, you know, yeah. I will sometimes, you know, I won't. Because I think there's different there's different ways of communicating. There's narrative preaching, there's all kinds of things. But at the root of it is, when we take the Bible seriously, and I think it's important to say this, you know, as much as we possibly can, we also take the, the parts of the Bible seriously that a lot of times people shy away from. Yeah. That's why I hope, you know, people have seen this, but I'll preach a lot from the prophets. I'll preach a lot from the major and minor prophets. Preach yes. a lot from Isaiah. Yes. You know, I'll preach a lot from the Old Testament even. You know, not because, yes, there are hard passages in the Old Testament and things that we may not even understand or know, but, you know, I really do want to draw out the fact that there are themes there that we can still apply in our lives. Absolutely. And there are truths about Jesus as well that, that are so transformative and life-changing. So that was the first one. And then there's also spirit filled. Absolutely. Jesus said in Matthew 22 and verse 37, you do err, not knowing first of all the scriptures, Bible-based. And then secondly, he said to us to a group of Sadducees who challenged him on a particular matter and because they didn't believe in the resurrection. They didn't believe in anything supernatural. Right. Right. And that's what, that's why they were sad, you see. I knew that was and, coming. Uh, I knew it was so, coming for a mile away. I, just had I to throw that it. in. I knew it was coming. And I was like, no. <laughs> Overkill. And, uh, but uh, in Matthew 22, 37, here's what Jesus said. He said, you either err by not knowing the scriptures, but but he said you also err not knowing the power of God. So mm. so here, here's what gets people into trouble. And if there's a deficiency of any kind, a deficit of any kind in any area of their lives, spiritually, ministry or whatever, there's a deviation of some kind, first of all, from the scriptures. Yeah. But then he said you do err not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. Wow. See, Paul warned Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, 5, he said there's going to come a time when people will have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. And so there are some organizations and religious institutions and denominations that are big on scriptures. They're high on scriptures, but low on power. It's kind of like it's the Trinity for them is the Father, the Son and the Holy Bible. Yes, yes, <laughs> right. very well stated. Very Not well the Father, stated. the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Exactly. And and I really want to emphasize this because it's hard to replicate this in a virtual environment. But when we get back in person, the fivefold will be extremely important. Yes. In in the life of this church. Yes. I just want to level set that prophecy will matter. Yes. The yes. apostolic gifts will be used yes. in this church teaching gifts will be used, pastoral gifts will be used. And I think sometimes there's this mentality that, you know, there's this mentality that if we're young, that we don't care as much about that. But I love this this phrase and this this motif that was coined by another pastor, and I'm just gonna steal it shamelessly, so it's not me, okay? This is not me. 
but he says, when you talk about our church, we are power contemporary. Wow. I love that. And I absolutely love that. Yeah, we want to be contemporary and relevant. And you're going to see the beats and the young ministry, hopefully. And the, for us, we'll get into that in a second, multi-generational ministry. But I want it to all be undergirded by some power. Yes. By some, I mean, no, if I need to. Yes. Like we can fast and pray. Yes. If we need to, we can stay up all night. Yes. And grab the horns of the altar. Yes. And not let God go until he blesses us. Like, yes. Like, can we have that? Yeah. I think that's what we're missing in the church is it always leans one side to another. You see, you know, people who are high on that revelation, mm -hmm. but they don't have a delivery mechanism that makes sense. Or yeah. that translates some of these scriptures and verses that really don't make sense. This jargon that doesn't make sense to us. Yes. And doesn't really have a translating mechanism. Or you see that they don't have the power of God with it. Yes. You know, it's just all didactic, but it's not yeah. supernatural. Yes. Um, wow. Okay. So want to get through all of these so bible-based spirit-filled family-centered yes so talk about that well one of the things that joshua said in joshua 24 and verse 15 he not only said he said choose you this day whom you shall serve but he said first of all as for me yeah then he said he didn't stop there. he said and my household yeah. we will serve uh the the lord um the thing that when god showed up as Abraham was uh, um, praying for, um, interceding for Lot and knowing that the destruction was coming on Sodom and Gomorrah, um, one of the things that he said concerning Abraham in verse 18 and 19, I think, I believe is what it is. He said, here's what I know about Abraham. One of the things we, when we think of Abraham, we think about a man of faith. So we think about the, the faith man, right. Abraham. But God says, here's what I, I know about Abraham. He'll, he'll teach his children and his household the ways of the Lord. Hmm. Abraham was not just a faith man. Abraham was a family man. Hmm. And, uh, and I, I, I believe that God is a family God. Right. And so he puts priority on the family. And I don't believe you can... Um, have a New Testament type of ministry yeah. without placing emphasis on family health. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think it's important for us to say, even in the midst of this as well, though, is, you know, when we say family, we mean every member of the body. Yes. And all of the diverse life situations that are in the body, too. Yes. So I, I think sometimes there's this idyllic picture of, you know, a husband and a wife and, and two kids and you know, the, there's their spouses. It's just this idyllic picture that I think is is not always the biblical image of what we see. That's right. And so for our single saints. Absolutely, you know, part of a family. You're part of the family of God. Yes. Um, for the widowed and the widowers. You're part of the you're family. You're part of the family of God. For the yeah. orphans, you're part of the family, the family of, of God. God. Um, even the people, and I think this is so important to say, even the people whom society has deemed to be unworthy of love. Yes. Even the people whom society has deemed to be less than and inferior. Yes. You're part of the family, family of God. Of God. Too. Yes, you are. And I just want to emphasize that because when we say family, we don't just mean this this American Western nuclear family. We yes. also mean the broader community, the village, yes. the, the kinship that yes. is in that is in God as well. So I just I, I thought it was important to emphasize that because as we talk about family, we also think about the, the health of, of everyone. So that includes our college students, our, yes. our young adults, our youth, our children. Yes. 
um, our, our seasoned saints, married, single, all the above. And, and I hope that there is a, I prayed, you know, earlier this year that God would release a barrier breaking anointing in this yeah, church. Yeah, very good. Yeah. And an anointing that would break down the walls of division that make people feel inferior yes. and the walls of division that make people feel like they're on the outskirts. Yes. And man, the church just does a poor job mm -hmm. globally and especially in the in the American context yes. of truly valuing every soul, every human being who's created in the image of God. Beautiful. We see that in so many different ways. So yes. I hope that there's a barrier breaking anointing Barrier breaking, well. yes. And Good I hope word. that God really releases wow. that in our that house. Is awesome. And that'll scare us. But yeah. I think, again, we should do it scared. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I think that's a good scared. thing for us to do it scared. Yeah. Um, now, the fourth one for you, Bible-based, spirit-filled, family-centered, multicultural. Yes. That was the fourth one, right? That was the fourth one. Man. So multicultural, what was this vision that you have when you said multicultural? Well, I believe that one of the things we must understand about God, as you said, no one is excluded, yeah. is that... Uh, the love of God is inclusive yeah. and um, unity mm. is a big deal with that's me and the big, body of Christ. That's big, man. The love of, the love of God is inclusive. That's big. Yes. Yes, it is. And so I just had this burden. I was, I was a part of a predominantly Caucasian or white uh, yeah. um, church environment uh, since the day I got saved when I was 16. I left 31st Avenue Baptist Church where I was born and raised and baptized in Come as on, a now child. what you're saying is I could have been hooping, I could have had a sweat rag yeah, and, a, and a robe and that's all what this. I grew. That's what I grew Come up on, in. Come on, man. But in the midst of that religious, and I'm grateful for yeah. the foundation that that laid for me. Man, uh, uh, I can't, can't, be, can't say enough as to how much I appreciate the fact that uh, they gave me opportunities and yeah. and uh, uh, you know gave me uh, doors that were open to um, be able to lead in various areas. But I was not genuinely saved at that time, and it wasn't until yeah. the age of 16 that I accepted Christ and and just became radical and probably <laughs> unwise and reckless and trying to implement. Some I don't know of my, anything. I don't know ideas, anything about you know? that. So you know, I'm, I and, can't. Uh, I, I can't relate. And so uh, and so. Uh, uh, eventually, you know, I left and became a part of a predominantly white church and uh, then went to a predominantly white college yeah. and then became uh, a minister of music yeah. and a worship leader rather and assistant pastor and outreach pastor for 10 years of a pred predominantly white environment. And so, but the burden of my heart was to see the races come together. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I really do believe not only in Galatians, 320 where uh, 220 where Paul said I'm crucified with Christ nevertheless I live yet not I but Christ lives in me but I also believe in 228 um, where in Christ there's neither uh, male nor female Jew or Gentile bond or, or free but we're all one in him so we are one in him whether that is expressed outwardly or not and for many years New Dimensions uh, you know was an example of the oneness in the body of Christ we had races of all kind there, but especially the blacks and the white came together, which is a big deal because the most segregated hour yeah. in America today yeah. is the 11 o'clock uh, church service. Yeah. And although we're seeing multi-ethnic and multicultural churches arise on the scene, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, that is not a bondage or legalistic thing. We're right. one already. 
And we're going to be one in heaven from every kindred, tongue, nation, and tribe, as Revelation 5, 9, and 10 says. All standing before the throne of God, expressing our love for him and gratitude for being washed in the blood of the Lamb. Uh, but um, Paul said, even though he had a desire to reach his own people, he said, my gift is to the Gentiles and Peter's gift was to the Jews. At the end of the day, Man, we just need to be comfortable with whatever God has called us to do. Yeah. And if he's called us uh, uh, to bring the races together in a local ex expression of the body of Christ, that's fine. But if he hasn't anointed us to, yeah. to do that, do and be what God has yeah. called you to do and be. I enjoyed that for a number of years, but the larger we got, when we reached the thousand plus mark, uh, the black uh, 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 crowd yeah. increased and uh, the white population decreased. I don't have all the answers to that, but you know what? I'm at peace and I rest in the fact that uh, whatever God uh, used me yeah. to, to, and what kind of fruit that was born out of my life, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I think you modeled it so well, even before there was context, you know, now the multi-ethnic conversation is so big in the body of Christ, but I think you modeled that so well. And I think my kind of baton catch from that, you know, what do I do as I grab the baton to talk about this idea of multicultural and multi-ethnic and what that looks like? I do also, I, I do want to acknowledge, first of all, and I've said this, you know, in a lot of different ways, um, as, you know, people become members of our church, that multicultural for us does not just mean, you know, in terms of black and white, in terms of these binaries, but also means multicultural in the way in yes. which we have our um, expression of our own black identities. Yes, I like that. And so our own black identities actually has value as well. Yes. Like, so our black identities, we come from different places. There's some of us Northern, some of us Southern, some of us are, you know, sons and daughters of immigrants. Like that has value in and of itself. Yes. And then I think also, you know, one of my passions has always been to promote justice amongst one another yes. so that we're not just gathering together, but it's equitable. Yes. And I think a lot of multi-ethnic churches, like it's been, it's been studied and said they gather together, but it's not equitable. Yes. And it's actually a power differential that more mirrors the culture than the kingdom of God. Yes. And I actually want to mirror the kingdom of God and I actually want there Beautiful. to be value in that. Yes. So, yeah. So I think that's like a big thing for me is to make sure that as we think about multicultural ministry, that we're thinking about multicultural ministry that values the presence of the Ethiopian eunuch. Yes, that's <laughs> that right. That values the presence of uh, a Jew named Paul. That yeah. values the presence of Gentile believers yes. and Roman centurions and yeah. Simon of Cyrene. That's right. And values the multi-ethnic tapestry. But whoever comes to our church, we, we, we vow to love, to care, to serve. Yes. We won't treat you any differently. None of that will be the case in this church. Absolutely. But at the same time, like we do value the fact that God has created us a certain way. That's right. That God has created us black. And that's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. You know, and so I think there's been a good balance of what that looks like moving forward. If our church becomes multi-ethnic again, praise God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if it stays, you know, in the same ethnic and racial makeup because we've been consistent in what God has called us to, praise God. I want to make sure that that is not something that we box out yes. ourselves, but that we come into agreement with what God has said about our house, whatever yeah. it may be. Beautiful. And I so agree. I hope that every person 
who is a member of our church feels love regardless of their ethnic background. Yes. But that we can also celebrate those as well. Yes. You know, beautiful. And so then I came along and I kind of pushed y'all and got on y'all nerves <laughs> and flipped a couple of tables in private and maybe <laughs> one or two in public. And um, y'all like, all right, we need to add another core value here to get this youngin to be quiet. And that fifth core value now is multi-generational. Yes. So we're Bible-based, spirit-filled, family-centered, multicultural, and multi-generational. Yes. And when you made that decision, you were like, it's time to think about legacy. Yes, absolutely. And um, any move of God, it's scripturally based, but any move of God uh, will entail all generations. Yeah. Uh, he said in Acts 2, 17 and 18, that in the last days I pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Yeah. And he goes on to um, enumerate what uh, all, or articulate what all flesh entails when he said, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men will see vision and your old men will yeah. dream dreams. Uh, all through scripture, we see multi-generational. Abraham, yeah. Isaac, yeah. and Jacob. And yeah. in, in First John, he says, uh, uh, I speak to you little children because yeah. you, 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 you've been forgiven. I speak to you fathers because you've known him from the beginning. I speak to you young men because uh, uh, you are full of the word of, of God. Multi generational yeah. uh, ministry is is biblical ministry yes, is. Yeah. And, uh, and it's part of the family structure and, and, and the fiber of our and the fabric of our society but you can't have effective uh, church ministry uh, without considering all the generations yeah, yeah. we don't prioritize one uh, at the exclusion of another but we are inclusive of all and we work on making sure that ministry targets all not just just yeah. the young, but also the old. Not just the old, but also the young and all of the yeah. in-between. And New Dimensions has done that so well from the beginning. I mean, right. we, I, I'll never forget this story that when when New Dimensions started, <laughs> at the end of the about service, to tell on me. you said this to your mom. Mom, I like that new church that y'all, that, that's okay with that new church y'all started, but next Sunday, you drop me off at the uh, previous church so I can go to children's church. And I probably say previous <laughs> church, that's how it works. And, uh, <laughs> and at that moment, your, your mom started children's church. She said, oh no, we can't have this. And right. the next Sunday, she started ministry for our children and then to the youth, teenagers, as wow. singles, marriage ministries, and men's ministries, women's ministries. And uh, and New Dimensions has been known to reach all of the generations yeah. in that process. And, you know, my hope is that it's not seen as a balance, but it's seen as a, a rhythm, a dance. Oh, I like you that. Know, it, it's not a balance. So I think sometimes people look at multi-generational ministry and mean, OK, let's compare the exact number of older seasoned saints to exact number of younger saints. Oh, there's a little bit of disparity here. No, it's not about exact quotas. Yeah. But it's about the freedom for whatever God has called for you to do in this environment and in this space, you should be able to do it. Yes. And if you're not based upon the fact that we have ageism yes. in our church, whether older or younger, yes. then that's something God is going to hold us accountable for. Yes. And that's amen. something that God is going to, um, you know, I believe God isn't going to bless us in the way that we could be blessed. Yes. Because the generation, man, we need some, we need some Samuels. That's right. Rise up and say, all right, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. That's right. We need some Eli's who are like, man, I think you might need to say this to God because, you know, God might be speaking to you. That's right. I think we need that symbiotic relationship. And I think there's a blessing in that. So, man, that's just a cursory overview of all these values. But 
I, I just really want to say that I've never thought of new dimensions since I've been ordained lead pastor of this church, since I've taken a more prominent, visible role. I've never thought of new dimensions as my church. I'm not a possessive person when it comes to the church. Yes. It's not my church. This is God's church. Yes. It, it does not belong to me. It yes. belongs to Jesus. Yes. And so... I stand in the footsteps, the very large footsteps that you and Pastor Diane have left. And as you know, you and Mom have led us so well. You know, Malina and I stand in those footsteps, and we're just trying to attain healthy, faithful ministry. We're not trying to be celebrities. We're not trying to have some big mega church. Yes. We just want faithful, healthy ministry, and that the people's needs are met. Yes. And that they get to see Jesus more clearly. But we can do that if there wasn't an example, a healthy example. So I honor you. And I honor all that you've done. And I honor all the sacrifices that you made behind the scenes that I've seen, that people have not seen. And I just want to let you know that we take this thing seriously. And you know this, like we talk every day. But I just want to let you know we take this thing seriously. And we will not allow what you have invested time in to go to waste. If God ever says it's over, then that's what God says. But, you know, we pledge that it won't be because we neglected the work that you gave us. Yes. And so we value that and we value you and we value mom and we say thank you for entrusting us with this work. And this is your life's work and you pass it off to us. And so we take that seriously. So thank you. I just, I just commemorate and honor you as the founder, founding senior pastor of this church. Can we give it up for OG Pastor Burns? Can we give it up in the comments? Hands up emoji, hand clap emoji. Thank you so Thank much. You. Uh, Thank for you. Us. Thank you. So proud of you. Well, let's excited um, about the next level. Yeah, we're gonna get into that over the next few weeks, but let's pray because I believe that there has been such an enriching time that has happened here today. Actually, I think there's a great time, not just to say, oh well, wow, this is a cool church, but what about God? What about Jesus has led them to to continue this work? Right? Yes. Jesus says, not us. Yeah. That upon this rock, I'll build my church. Upon the revelation of who Jesus is, I'll build yes. my church. Yes. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Yes. And so when we say that we will continue this ministry, we can only say that because of what Jesus has done on the inside of us. The yes. love that Jesus has for us. I hope you can experience that love. And if you have not experienced that love, yes. I want you right now to lift up your hands because we're going to pray for you right now. Yes. Or if you need to experience that love in deeper ways. We have conversations with people every single week who are struggling, who are hurting, who are frustrated, who are like, what do I do? Who are completely just like, what is happening? You know, I don't know what to do with my life. And if that's you and you've already made a commitment, I want you to lift your hands up yes. to the Lord as well. Yes. And I want to pray right now, God, if you would reveal yourself to those who do not know you. Yes, Lord. Reveal yourself to those who are curious. Reveal yourself to those who do not have an understanding of the truth yet or who yes. do not who have not stepped into that light, who are just hiding things in the dark. Yes. I speak freedom right now. I speak life right yes, now. I speak Lord. light right now. And I speak, God, that you would transform them from the inside out. And if that's you right now, I pray that you would just lift up your hands to God and say, God, yes. come into my life and save me. Change yes. me. Transform me. Change me from the inside out so that I can truly be your example, your representative. Yes. And God, right now, I also pray for those 
who have been seasoned saints, who have already made the commitment, and they're struggling right now. They're dealing with things that we don't even know about. Yes, Lord. I pray, God, that we you pray. would shower down your, your spirit and your presence upon yes, them. Lord. That you would lead them. You would guide them yes. in ways that they cannot even imagine. God, that you would give them uncommon peace, uncommon favor, yes. unconditional love, yes. unquenchable joy. Yes. That it would fall on them right now and they would experience the reality of your presence yes. as only you can bring it, God. Yes. We thank you for what you've done here in this church. But God, this church means nothing if people don't meet you. This yes. is not a corporation. Yes. It's not a country club. Yes. It is a church. It is a it is a composite of the people of God yes. who are able to experience the spirit of God. Yes. And I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that yes. we would experience the spirit of God in new ways, transformative ways, yes. power contemporary, that we be up with the times, yes. that we would be timely, but we'd never forget our timeless element of revelation. Yes. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Thank you for 29 years. In Jesus' thank you, name. Lord. Amen. 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 Awesome. Well, Dad, this was cool, man. It was cool. Thanks for doing it. I don't hide the pain in my face oh, no, no. Give my all, I'm raising the stakes People try to beat you, but we ain't in a race I, Gotta believe there's still an open door if you don't see it Just as long as I know my purpose, I won't lose it I can't leave it, I get knocked down all the time It doesn't mean that I'm defeated I'm going through changes, through changes Where's grace, know my place Yeah, I made mistakes, but I didn't stay Kept the faith, not the same After everything I've been